Hey everyone, welcome back to the Reclamation Podcast, where our goal is to help you reclaim good practices for faith and life. Today is episode 55 of the podcast, and I get the opportunity to sit down with Carrie Robina. Now, Carrie is a entrepreneur, a podcaster. She's also got such an incredible prophetic voice. She hosts two podcasts. She does all these online courses. She's pretty much amazing, and you're not going to want to miss this episode. She shares what it means to balance uh, faith in the workplace, how to live that out. She shares how it looks in her business and what the next steps are for her as she continues to figure out God's calling on her life. Um, I'm so excited for you to hear this episode, and I want to make sure that you stay connected. So do me a favor. If you want to become part of the Reclamation community, text the word RECLAIM. Text the word RECLAIM to 66866 to sign up for helpful tips, blogs on reclaiming the balance for faith and life. So uh, yeah, text the word RECLAIM to 66866 to be a part of our community. We would love to have you and to continue to share what God is doing through this platform. So without any further ado, here's my conversation with Carrie Rabino. Carrie, how the heck are you? I am doing so great. Thank you so much. I'm so honored to be here and so excited. (laughs) Hey, listen, I love when somebody who's got such a a wide portfolio of things that you do gets on the podcast, because I think that there are so many people who are doing lots of things and trying to figure out where their faith fits in. And one of the things that I've noticed is you have been unapologetic in all of your businesses, and and you've got several. with your faith. So let me jump in right there. How do you intersect faith and business and make that all work in a way that doesn't feel taboo? Really, it's just knowing my identity of who I am and getting very clear on who God is calling me to reach and what he's calling me to do. And honestly, a lot of times it's listening and obeying every single day and inviting God into the process, into what I'm doing and realizing that here I am, Lord, send me to the places that you want me to go. And there was a time when I had to really decide, okay, am I going to do this Carrie's way or am I really going to step forward and do what God's asking me to do? Mm -hmm. And it's more worked for me to try to cover up what God's calling me to do than just to say, this is who God is. This is who he made me to be. This is who I am. And just be unapologetic about it, like you said. And I hope that my heart comes through in everything that I do that I don't expect other people to share um, in Christianity and faith with me. Of course, I love my brothers and sisters. And that's a lot of people who are connected to me already are believers. But I hope that in what I do, all people know that they are welcome here, just like Jesus welcomed every single person at the table. And I look at it as a mission field, just as much as I do a field of business. I love that lens. I think it's a mature lens. And so my, the natural question to that is, at what point in time did you start to, to pick that up? Was there a, a catalytic event in the process that said, hey, 
Carrie's way is no longer going to work. I got to go to God's way. Or was there a, a, you know, conversion moment, so to speak, that kind of pushed you in a new direction? There were two, I'm so glad that you asked that because there were two things that I, right away when you said that, uh, I, I saw some word pictures in my mind of two key times and moments. One of them was with one of my businesses. As you said, I, as you said, I do several different things, but mm -hmm. we were at a meeting in Florida and I have a team from all over the United States and, and North America. And we were getting ready to go into an event and I just felt like we needed to pray. And I just asked people if they wanted to pray before our event, to pray over our businesses, if they wanted to join us in the lobby. And there was a huge circle of people who Stop showed up it. and it was a powerful moment. I typically work with women yeah. um, and we were just holding hands and I'll never forget. There was a gal who was there who said she had never prayed before, but she just felt, she saw all of us and felt like I want to be part of this. And she ended up a few weeks later giving her life to the Lord. Come and I had on. no idea awesome. that she wouldn't have left God. So I realized, okay, there really is a purpose here. And it wasn't me having to shove it down somebody's throat, but just like Jesus offering somebody mm. an invitation to be part of what we have and then being patient and loving and nurturing and discipling people along the process. So that I will never, ever forget that moment. And her husband just sent us all a message and thinking how he saw this transformation in her life. And of course it's all the Lord. We can't wow, take credit right. for that, but yeah. I believe those of us who are in business or whatever our mountain of influence just to be willing to, to be courageous for 20 seconds and to give an invitation to something, to a Bible study, to something that we're doing in business, just to let people know that there's a place for them with us and that they're part of the team just come as you are. So that was the first thing. And then really quick, the second thing was a personal transformation for me when I had this fiery evangelist come to our small church in Minnesota. And I was super involved in the church on worship team, teaching anything I could teach all we were always oh, awesome. there. And this evangelist came and challenged us to be the church outside the four walls. Mm. And I immediately felt like, Oh my goodness, this is really what I am searching for. And I wanted to go to their eight week boot camp that they were doing, but I had a business event and I chose the business event over mm. this boot camp because you had to commit to it. And I realized that I made a mistake, but thankfully God is a God of second chances. And Amen. they offered it again in the spring. I was the first person to sign up. And it was there that I learned to really connect with God first and to get healing in my own heart and in my own life. And then them pushing me out out to the streets to go do ministry to the projects in San Francisco, in New York City, to sing on a subway, to really wow. my eyes changed, to praying for people in the grocery store and not being afraid um, to ask somebody if they want healing. And so then I realized, wow, I can, this personal transformation after that moment with, with the Lord, like spilled over into everything else. Now, I know that you've just sparked somebody's interest. What was the name of the boot camp? If someone's looking for something like that in their life? It was called Messenger Boot Camp, and okay. it was within ministry in Minneapolis. I know there's one insight in Dallas. I'm still connected with the team in New York. There's a team doing it in San Francisco, and it's a grassroots organization 
season, but it was really just eight weeks of intense time with God and spending times on Saturdays striking up conversations. But yeah, I'd be happy to to point anybody to something similar. Uh, I, I think those kind of conversion moments are often uh, really fortified by boot camps or retreats. And I think that's one of the um, one of the ways, especially in the busy world that we live in, that, that God really speaks to us when we slow down. Now, th- those are two really amazing examples, but it, it can't all be sunshine and lollipops when you're living with your faith out there. H- how do you handle the naysayers? I, I mean, Facebook and Instagram and all the places, they're, they're known, riddled with cheap shots. Um, h- how do you handle the trolls? I really try to just pray honestly for discernment. And I don't want to seem super spiritual here that I'm spending 24 hours in prayer and chanting, you know, like prayer right. chants all day. Right. I mean, you're still running like a couple businesses. <laughs> <laughs> right. But I do feel, and I do know that just inviting the Holy Spirit into it and just taking a deep breath and saying, okay, Lord, show me what it is that you want me to see here in this situation. And I find that sometimes even if I just give it a day or take a deep breath and come back to it later, I can see it through a different lens. And I always want to see it through God's lens. And sometimes God has me really confront issues. And I am, as believers, We need to stand on the truth. And so I am not going to compromise my faith. I'm not going to compromise God's word in the Bible for someone who is a stranger who may just not understand where they're coming from. And we, I've often found that hurt people hurt people. You have probably heard that decision, but you've heard that before. And typically someone's response, if to something that I've posted, especially if it's with faith, I know that the that God is big and the Holy Spirit can work out what he needs to work out. So if somebody is agitated, actually, sometimes I praise God and ask God, you know, Lord, go shine your light on that person. Lord, will you break through? It's an opportunity to pray for somebody. If they're hard, I feel maybe God is, they're, they're wrestling with something in their own mind. And then some people just are nasty and downright right. mean. Um, and so I just have to realize it's okay to swipe, delete and block sometimes, but sure. I don't ever want to be the person who's not willing to have a conversation with somebody. I'm not saying if somebody doesn't agree with, agree with me just to write them off. Cause I think that's a huge problem with our culture right now is that we can't have a conversation. We are a comment driven culture because of social media, not a conversation driven culture. And I think Mm. it's so important to invite someone into a conversation. And if somebody's willing to do that, great. If not, then I can just ask the Lord to bless them and I can move on because I'm not going to attach myself to something that is working in somebody else. I know who I am and I stand in my truth and I'm going to stand for it regardless. But I'm not, I'm going to, I will say it's not that it doesn't bother me sometimes and that it doesn't hurt and that it doesn't sting. I do a lot of writing as well if something irritates me. And it's also important for me to know if, if something that somebody else says irritates me, I want to have a heart posture. Okay, God, what are you teaching me in this? Mm. Is there a lesson in here for me if somebody is really trying to point something out? Um, and I just ask the Lord to let everything else fall away and address the things in my own heart, in my own life that need to be addressed. And if I feel like I get the all clear or that he's saying, deal with this, I deal with it. And I just, I have to move on. 
So you mentioned writing, and I, I know that you're uh, a journalism major, right, from Wheaton College, if I recall correctly. Is that right? Um, grad student at Wheaton College, journalism degree. My undergrad was from, from the University of Kansas. Yeah. Kansas. Okay, good. Uh, how has writing become a part of your spiritual discipline? Because it, it sounded like when you were kind of alluding to that there. Now, I, true confession, I so desperately desire to be a journaler but I, I cannot, like, I just haven't, like, I struggle with it. I've got journals that have, I've made it to March before in daily journaling and even just like gratitude journals. So my two questions is how do you use it and what format do you use? Like super practical, what format do you use? I use a digital journal and I also use a physical journal. Anyone who knows me, I just have this simple leather journal that fits one of those composition size notebooks. I'm all about simplicity. If you give mm -hmm. me something too fancy, I'm not going to use it, but I just will do refills of it. So like I have a composition notebook and I date things. And when the Lord asks me to write something or I'm studying the word, I have colored markers that I use to write. Sometimes I don't ever even go back and look at those things, but I just know that, okay, I, I'm going to write this out. I'm going to work it out. A lot of times I work out my faith. If things are troubling to me, um, even the joys, I work it out in pen and paper and it's just so helpful. I can tuck it in a bag or in my purse and I, I just love it. I, I crave that time with God. So with, I call it the secret place. And when I am in the secret place, with the Lord, with my journal and my Bible, it's just simple. They, they go hand in hand and I have certain markers that I use that I love. Oh, and awesome. it just brings me so much joy to have color in my journal. I'm not an artist. Sometimes I doodle. It looks like a second grader did it, but sure. Hey, I mean, it's just between me and God. And then the second thing is, is we all have cell phones or most of us do. Yeah. I use the notes section on my phone. If I am driving, I'll, I'll wait till later. But if I'm a passenger, I might put out, pull out my, my phone and just create a folder with a title that says blog post ideas, social media ideas. I'm not a pastor, but I do have one that says sermon ideas because I do hey, get listen, asked to teach sometimes. You know? I'm a hundred percent confident <laughs> so, of that. Listen, you were preaching earlier to me. I, I'm completely confident that you can preach. <laughs> Well, God, you know, God would have to call me to that. But I, so I love that. So I'll just write down my ideas and put them there. And then I can easily search in my phone. I don't pay for an app on my phone. I have an iPhone. I use the net sec note section. I know some people use Evernote, mm -hmm. but I just find, I just want quick access to stuff. So, yeah. and how, how often do you journal? Is it a daily practice for you? Yeah. Yes, it really is. Some okay. days I find that I'm writing several pages of stuff and sometimes it might just be rewriting a Bible verse and writing some points behind it and what God is teaching me. And it's really a matter of just listening and then writing it down. And I find a place that I love to go to. I have two spots in my house my office. I also consider it my war room because this is mm. where I do a lot of prayer. My family can't hear me when I wake up early. I can crank up the worship music and I just love being outside and I'll just open up my Bible, go sit at my turquoise picnic table and just sit down and listen and read. And it's not again, like I'm spending tons and tons of hours at the, you know, at one time doing it. Sometimes it might be an hour. Sometimes it's 10 minutes. Sometimes it's 15 minutes. But I just find that if I go to a place where I know that fills me up with peace and I can feel the presence of God, 
then, then that helps me out. But even on an airplane before, just with my ear pot, AirPods in, listening to God's word, I'll just, I get inspired. I, we can go, as you, as you know, as believers, we can go to another another realm, right? Yeah. Oh, um, yeah. With the Holy Spirit. So it's almost like it's, I, I crave it. I love that. Uh, one of the things that's, that's been really clear as I, as I listen to you is that um, you've developed a rhythm with God where, where he speaks and you listen. And I think that there are a lot of people listening um, who want to get to that place where they can hear from God. How would you guide them from just uh, reading God's word to um, listening for God's voice? Well, I find that it's a matter of again, just being willing and open Mm. to hearing from God and not trying to put pressure on yourself, that it has to look the same way that it does for someone else that it does for you. And for me, it really is just a matter of taking the time and setting it aside just to listen and to be quiet and to not second guess if I think that I'm hearing from God. Once I realize that, oh, wow, I do hear from the Lord. I could then look back on my life and say, wow, that really was God speaking to me. And I just didn't even recognize Mm. what it was because I didn't know it was his voice because I was just going through the motions for many years on my faith journey of feeling like I had to be a good Christian and every good Christian does this Bible study. We do that Bible study and we have to get this thing done in this amount of time. And I was letting everybody else dictate what I was reading and how I was reading it. And don't get me wrong. I love Bible studies. I think there's so much value in guided study. It's helped me with discipline in so many areas, but it was once really, I I went off the beaten path of what, what I thought a Christian needed to be that, that that's when I really started hearing from God. So to sit and to be quiet and to take the time. And I, I understand that every single one of us is busy. We have a lot of things going on in our lives. And I, there's just so much value in sitting and listening. And once we open ourselves up and really saying, okay, God, I'm here, Holy Spirit, speak to me, I'm listening, and then to be quiet. Um, and that that's when I hear from God is to be quiet. Do, does it, uh, what does God sound like to you? I hear his voice. He speaks to me in word pictures Okay. a lot of times. So I can see, see something that's not there necessarily in, in the physical. So sometimes it's a matter of just, I am praying and then all of a sudden I see something and I respond, okay, God, what are you saying about that? Sometimes I can feel his, his presence just in my spirit. So all of a sudden, maybe peace will wash over me. Maybe I was feeling anxious. And then all of a sudden I notice, okay, my heart rate has kind of gone down. So I hear him in that way. And then just even through the journaling, if I'm quiet or I'm listening and I'm reading his word and I end up starting to write something and it's truth and it's, you know, I know that that's God and that's the Holy Spirit guiding me. So that that's, I don't hear his voice audibly, sure. but I just, I just know, like we know in our spirit that that's him. Once you recognize that, then, then everything changes. Well, like you said, if you take the time to, to get to know, to like to be there, then when it comes up, you can feel it and then act on it. And that makes, 
that makes it uh, a little more, a little less scary, I guess. Because I, I don't know, I think a lot of people are scared to listen to God's voice and then to respond to it. H- how have you overcome the fear of that? Just doing it. Yeah, practice. I mean, just really getting in the word and then also recognizing that he is not just in, as much as I love my war room and I love my turquoise table and I love my church and I love being worshiping with my church, God doesn't only work in those places. It could be in the car. It can be at the grocery store. It can be when you're at the coffee shop or wherever we are, God is there. And I have just found that even though it's terrifying and even though I've had tons of experience praying for strangers, like so many crazy things I have seen out there. And <laughs> Wait, wait, God what's the craziest? You got to tell us the craziest. I, I love crazy Holy Spirit stories. Oh, you want to hear one? I do, please, if you have one. Okay, here. so I we were in the projects in San Francisco, and I was just in the zone praying um, with um, somebody that I was buddied up with. Our team was there. We actually intercepted a drug deal and I had no idea because (laughs) I don't know what drug deals look like. Thankfully, um, I was paired up with someone who used to be a police officer in the military and all of that just because of where we were they partnered a female with a male um, missionary. And so I had no idea what was going on. I was like, Hey, you know, to the, to the person who was, who opened up the door and somebody dropped something in the little slot in, in the door. And um, someone then opened the door, saw the person who dropped the money. It's like, Oh man, why, you know, why are you doing that? These people are here. It was just this crazy, crazy story. And so then we, went to the next house and the person that I was um, partnered with said, we got to go back. And immediately I just said, okay, I knew in my, my spirit that we were going to be safe. So we went back and he dropped $5 in the little slot. And then the guy opens up the door again. He's like you again. And so then my friend just shared the gospel a little bit with him and gave him some stuff and said, Hey man, we don't want to interrupt. We're not here to turn you in, but we do, you know, we do care about you. And see, we asked some questions. So that's, mm. that's one crazy story. That same trip, we ended up having to go bail somebody out of prison or oh, out of uh, jail. Yeah. Um, his, we went with his wife and had to go to the bondsman. So I've seen so many different things um, out there. And, and in, in New York City, in Wall Street, we did open air preaching, which I've never done before. But I tell you what, I'm still in contact with a gal who I met that day. Um, she, she was working in Wall Street and on her lunch break, she's like, I never go that way. Wow. I don't know why I went this way but I just needed some peace. And I sat down next to her on the steps and just started a conversation. There was other open air preaching going on elsewhere, but I was just praying the whole time. I was terrified to go up to sure, her. Sure, yeah. Look the same way that I looked, <laughs> anything like that. Like I, she looked angry and I just went up and sat down beside her and started a conversation. And she is a believer now. She's married, has Praise a husband God. and a, you know, a child on the way. And it's not me, but it was just getting out there and doing those things that terrify Mm. me. God shows up and I just get this peace that everything's going to be okay. So, yeah. I love that. And it's, uh, it's a rhythm that I see a lot in your businesses. Uh, Interesting. You're super passionate about podcasts and you have two of them. Um, And after 147 episodes, 
you felt like God told you to stop, she walks in truth. Now, this is, if you're not familiar with podcasting world, 147 episodes is so much podcast. I mean, like once you get past a certain point in podcasting, it really starts to build traction. And so you had this incredibly successful uh, podcast, She Walks in Truth, targeting believers, specifically women, and, uh, and God told you to pause it so that you could start a new podcast called Dream Builders, which is about helping network marketers get connected and both great episodes. I've listened to episodes in both. Um, and then just during the pandemic, you started up She Walks in Truth again. I would love to hear about how God walked you through pressing pause, starting something new, and then going back to what was. Because I, I feel like there are a lot of people who don't know when to, to press pause or when to lean in. Mm-hmm. Right. Well, it one thing that I have just learned is that I, I have to listen mm. to what God is asking me to do because it will make my life so much simpler and easier. And walking through that process, she walks in truth is my baby. Yeah. I love my listeners. I have I'm connected with so many of them on Instagram. People email me back from it and I absolutely love them. But I, I think at some point we have to realize that we fear God more than we fear man. And for me, whether or not to, I knew that I was, I was hearing from God from a a journaling um, episode that I had, that it was time to press pause and that he was just saying, he didn't say to stop. He said, press pause. So I knew that I was, he was asking me to do something else. And I was fearful to do that because I thought, what if I let these people down? Right. I have these listeners. I have a responsibility. I believe as business people, as believers in whatever it is that we do, we have a responsibility to the people who are in our path. And so I was, I was terrified because I didn't want to let people down. I'm a people pleaser. That's just (laughs) one thing that God's always had to work on with me is to, to want to please him more than I please other people. And so I just, I had to just make the decision and do it and to tell my content manager, Hey, we are starting a different podcast. We're kind of going a different direction here. And I was thinking, is she going to quit? Because she was just as much invested in she walks in truth as I was. Sure. And was, was her. I mean, you guys had apparel. That's how, that's how legit you guys were. You had like hats and shirts and like, I mean, you were doing it. This is what uh, for podcasters, this is, this is when, you know, you've kind of like you've made it to the next step. And, yeah. and so how did this, how did the switch go? It was really hard because I did hear back from people who were listeners saying, oh no, you can't go. Why are you doing this? Are you sure that you're hearing from God? And someone that I really care about said, I listen to you on my runs. Like when I go for a run every Monday morning, what am I going to do without my carry, you know, or, or with this podcast episode? Yeah. And at the same time, it was an opportunity for me to say, you can still hear from God. So God used that for me to, to also teach people that they can hear from him himself. Like, I don't want anyone to ever think I have all the answers that I know everything because I'm not God's only one who's, uh, you know, all knowing, but it was hard because then my heart just sort of sank. And then as someone who as a, I'm an Enneagram three, and so mm. I'm, a driven person as well. I'm sure. also a nine. So, so much of a piece is a big part of that for me. I'm kind of a peacemaker as well. So I just had this wrestling in my spirit and I almost thought maybe I didn't hear God right. 
maybe I am supposed to do this. And it was really having this, this conversation. And finally, I just felt this peace and I came to terms with it. Okay. I don't know how long we're going to pause. And then our current situation broke out and I knew that God was asking me to step up. And so I have this other podcast that's the business podcast I was releasing every single week as well, but I just felt like I was supposed to cut back on that one and then be there for my sisters in the She Walks in Truth, regardless of what the business experts tell me, regardless of what the marketing experts tell me. It's so good to be consistent with your content every single week. And most people don't press pause and press start, but then I just had to realize I don't answer to people. Jesus completely. all all the time busted through barriers and what people thought things needed to be. And I just want God to say, well done. Um, That's all that really matters. And again, like you're saying, I don't want it to seem like it's so easy. It was so hard. These decisions are not easy to make. Um, It's easy to, for doubt and the enemy to creep in. And that's why it's so important to make sure that we have our Armageddon on Ephesians 6, 11 through 18 is one of my favorite passages in yeah. scripture to speak over my family and myself. And just to know we got to let go because I, I want to make sure that my hands are open. And when I hold on, I feel the tension in my body. I feel the tension in my spirit. And the more I can release into God's hand, it's that whole passage of how his yoke is easy and the burden is light. So I love it. I, lo- I love it. And I think it's, um, Obedience is a lot easier to say and much harder to do. I agree 110%. (laughs) Um, But one thing has been clear is that you are really passionate about podcasting as a way to to share people's mission. And and so um, I, I would love for you to share kind of your thoughts on podcasting and podcasting um, for for what drives you personally, and and uh, I know that you you do quite a bit of work in helping people launch podcasts. Where does that where does that come from inside of you, and and why do you feel like this is the right season for that now? I believe that everybody has a story, mm. and that God has put us all here on this this earth for a, a specific purpose. We all as believers have a voice that God has given us. And I believe that now is the time, if you look just at the culture and the temperature of the technology that we have around us, 2020 and beyond is really the year of the voice. Mm -hmm. And we can use technology as a way to communicate the gifts, the talents, the abilities that God has given us. And some podcasters are meant to be inside the Christian and the religious and spirituality category. And other people, it's a matter of if, if someone's an attorney or real estate and don't have their kind of um, covertly Christian in their podcast, that's okay too, because their light will still shine because they're a believer. And if they're being truth-filled in whatever it is that they do, then it's such a great way to offer sound advice, to show up and to serve people. And people are going to get their entertainment from somewhere, whether it's binge watching on Netflix or binging podcasts, why not have believers on there working in their gifting and their talent and their ability in this area of technology? And and for some reason, technology is a barrier 
for a lot of believers. Um, I've had to work through it myself, and I'm not just talking about the physical aspect of learning how to podcast because you can learn audio recording, you can learn audio editing, you can learn how to use a camera. I mean, there are YouTube videos everywhere, of course. I love to teach people, but there's something, I don't know, maybe you, you would probably have great insight on this, on what you do, but there's this whole either false sense of humility or also feeling, okay, is it boastful to put mm-hmm. myself out there? Can I be on video and have a Facebook page and have a podcast? Am I shining more light on myself than I am shining on Jesus? And there just comes, this whole thing comes into play in my experience of working with people in particular who are believers, which I would love to know what you say to that, because a lot of times the people that I coach who aren't don't have the the lens of Christianity, have no problem sharing their message out there. So I would love to know what you think so I can help people in that area. Uh, I have a, a saying that I like to use about tension, right? And if we think of tension like a rubber band um, and we, we, we really get into the middle of that tension, there's only two ways to relieve tension. One is to walk away from it completely. The other way is to walk towards the source of tension, right? And so if we think about our message and we have tension about giving, um, putting it out there, right? That uh, this kind of Christian humility that is culturally based, I believe. Then there's only two things that I would tell people to do, and, and the first one is: is um, are you prepared to walk away from this message that you feel like God's asking you to give? Because if the answer is yes, then it's probably not from God, or you're probably really distracted. The second one is: is walk towards what about this tension scares you the most? Walk towards Jesus in this case. Um, and figure out to relieve the tension inside of you. And, and that's kind of what I do whenever I'm feeling like, man, there's a lot of my face out there in the world. I need to go to Jesus and make sure that it's about Jesus and not about Tony. But because, uh, I mean, the tension is real and people have comments. People have, com- people have all the comments. Like you, like you <laughs> said earlier, we live in a comment world, right? But if, if you're walking in truth, and I can't, I'm not prepared to give up this message. I'm not prepared to drop it completely. So then we got to walk towards the tension. That so, I don't is know. so good. Preach it. I love it. That is so good. <laughs> uh, well, steal it, use it, do whatever you need to do with it. Cause it, uh, the, the, the idea about tension, it, it just, I, I don't think that the Christian walk is a walk free from tension. Mm-hmm. I, I think that if we're not in tension, I would be concerned. And so, well, I don't know. One of the questions I love to ask is, what do you do when you're having a, a, a bad day? You recently hurt yourself. Uh, well, you, you sustained an injury. I didn't say hurt yourself, but like, uh, and, and I, you know, I've been down that road recently, as, as my listeners know. Uh, how, how do you deal with bad days? Carrie, help us. Well, I just sometimes have to let it go. I mean, I, when I injured my foot in the garage, my husband dropped something on my foot. And at first I just wanted to be angry and I allowed myself to be angry. I allow myself to feel my emotions and to not run from them, honestly. And I mean, it wasn't his fault. It was a complete accident. I was angry at the situation and I just shared my frustration, not, not like my words at him, but I just, you know, like how to get my attention out. I, I kind of just screamed from pain and stuff like sure, that. Yeah. So I'm not afraid of my emotions as far as that goes is what we do with those emotions when they can right. become sinful, I guess. But I was really discouraged at first when I thought that I was going to have to be on bed rest for so long and on my foot. And I was really feeling 
discouraged. And I, I allowed myself to explore that a little bit Mm. and talk to myself and have a conversation with myself and pray through it, think through it. And okay, what would my life look like that? What, what is my life going to look like with this? How can we adapt? How are we going to change? Can we make through it? I just know that I can't go down that rabbit, that, that trap, I guess, of really getting stuck in, um, the poor woe is me because Mm -hmm. I've been there before so many different times. And I've had bouts of chronic pain in my life before. And I just know I have to keep my mind, my mind right. Um, and centered and focused. It might be putting on worship music. It might be listening to a Bible app, um, as well as just having a conversation with somebody that I trust and, and reach out for help has been huge for me. And I guess that would be my, my biggest thing that's been most helpful is to have a safe place that I can go to, to reach out for help and to say, Hey, I am really struggling here. This is what's going on. And can you help me out? And I, my husband is most definitely, um, my safest place. And if he's not available, then I have a couple of really close friends who are believers and who will help set me on the right path and set me straight on a few things. And, or they'll just be compassionate and, and listen to what I'm having to say. And that has been so important is if I'm struggling that's a really long answer, but if I'm struggling to say that I'm struggling. Amen. I, I love that. And I, I think in the, in the world we live in, especially the coronavirus COVID-19 world that we're in currently, uh, there's a lot of people who are pretending like they're not struggling and just saying it would relieve some of that pressure because we, we don't have to live up to those expectations. Uh, do, you find, do you find in your communities that um, as, a, as a female entrepreneur that it, it's hard to admit weakness? Or um, how, how, does that, how, how does that play in? Because culturally, it feels a little different. As, as I've kind of looked at, at different groups of entrepreneurs, um, it seems like it's especially hard for women business owners. Can you speak to that a little bit? Absolutely. I would love to because I'm connected with female entrepreneurs from all different realms, not just mine, who are really doing the thing, making great incomes, building great companies and great organizations. And we talk about this often. I mean, I'm in a prayer group on Monday mornings with Zoom with really amazing female entrepreneurs. Totally, we all do different things, but we have said, we started it in November, how that it has been so important for us and key for us to get together and talk through these things because it, it is different than it is with men. And so on one, one hand, um, it's easy to feel that we have to come across as somebody who's super powerful, who knows everything, who's, who's not, um, not going to be shaken by anything. And at first I kind of came out of the gates thinking, I am woman, hear me roar. I'm going to have to be this way if I, if I'm going to make it. And then I realized, you know what God has given us as females, a different sort of perspective in a role than, than men. We are, we are made differently. We're, we're one in his DNA, but he has given us all, given us different um, ways to communicate. And typically, I don't want to be stereotypical, but typically sure. women can feel 
Um, we talk a lot about our feelings. We, we like to talk things out, as you probably heard. I am no, I, I'm not afraid to talk here, Tony, <laughs> as it. you and your listeners can hear. <laughs> so I'm, <laughs> I'm not afraid to talk. So then I just had to realize, okay, it's, it's all comes down to identity and knowing my role. And if I'm forcing myself to be something in a role in any of my businesses that I'm not, I feel the tension in my body, in my mind, mm. in my spirit. I just get super restless. And it's really just learning what God wants me to do in that moment and how he made me to be as a female and how can I really use that as a strength in the way that I serve people. And I don't want you to get offended by this. So I will say that I was having a conversation with a friend who's an influencer um, on Instagram has a huge following and someone who is who's male tagged my friend and said, okay, how does this person do this? She's always putting like writing a paragraph on her Instagram stories. And he's just a person, a few words, a copywriter, a well-known copywriter. And I just cracked up and and I literally said, I absolutely love that he did this. And I think that a lot of guys don't get that we like to read these long paragraphs on Instagram stories. We like to have captions on our Instagram story. And so I, I can't, be just short and like other people, you've seen my Instagram stories. I'm putting sure. text on them. We like to put color in them. And I know some guys do too as well. And it's marketing wise to put captions. If somebody's just, sure, yeah. their button is muted, they need to see that. But it's just realizing that, you know what? It's okay if, if guys don't get how we do it, but just to, to do it how we're called to serve our tribe. And I don't think that in, in one of my industries, many men, going back to, to that uh, prayer circle, I don't know that many men would just say, let's hold hands in the middle, you know? Right. No, <laughs> right. Yeah, it's way different. start praying. And so I just feel like go with, go with who you are, go with God. And that's helped me out more than anything and not try to be somebody that I'm not. And And that's good wisdom for all of us, right? Go with God. One of the things that I've noticed is I've kind of learned and continue to learn about the podcasting industry is that uh, female podcasters do a much better job of building community than men, men podcasters do. Men typically podcast to solve problems. Women typically podcast for empathy. Uh, And so trying to balance the two has become uh, something that I strive for and probably do a horrible job at, but like, it's one of those things where we're, you know, it's a, it's a, you know, it's interesting differences and how, how do we reach the most people if we really feel like our message is important. Right. Says, you have done a great job building community. And at the same time, I think it's just so important, just really quick that mm-hmm men and women that we are willing to learn from one another sure. and um, just really being able to look at the strengths of, of one another and being able to learn and, and serve other people. We, could, we always have something to learn. Really. I love that. So what do you think God's calling you to next? What's, what's next for Carrie? I, I'm, I'm anxious to know uh, if there's, if there's uh, how, how do you, do you do uh, a year-long plan, five-year plan, 
or is it more wherever God tells us today? A lot of times it's, I just fly with the seat of the Holy Spirit. But Uh, one thing that I always do is, but I do believe that God is a God of order and mm -hmm. that he will, he, he, we make our plans and he's the one who directs our steps. And I think it's really wise for us to go into our businesses and whatever we're doing with a plan. Um, I start out my year with a word that I'm hearing from God and, and I use that lens as making decisions with what I'm doing. But in this moment, I feel that he is really wanting me to raise up the voice and raise up the podcasters, which is why I have a new course that I did. And uh, um, I did a little bit of a Uh, price level. Like usually I sell a higher end type of course. And I feel right now he just said, make it accessible to the masses. And so it still has packed with super value and I want to serve. So I'm going to focus the rest of this year on really helping other people get their shows launched and up and running. And at the same time, my other business is booming right now, even in the midst of a pandemic. And that came out of total left field. And I'm still trying to figure all of that stuff out. So I don't have all the answers, but I'm just trying to be obedient in the moment and go toward the direction. And again, not be afraid to press stop or pause, but I don't want to give into fear when I do it. Cause I, I have run into when I've God's called me to do something and maybe it's going well, then I have a fear of success. So then I pull back and it's just this constant process tension. Ooh, like you were talking about, we could do a whole podcast on fear of success. Uh, that would be, <laughs> especially <laughs> yes. in the Christian American Christian culture. It's so weird. Oh. Uh, okay. Carrie, where can my listeners go if they want to connect with you on the interwebs? Um, anywhere. Um, Carrie Robina. That is my carryrobina.com. I'm on Instagram, Facebook, Twitter, TikTok, even. How are you doing the TikToks? I do TikTok. I don't dance. I cook healthy recipes on my TikTok. (laughs) So um, I do tech tutorials on my YouTube channel, but anywhere that people are at, I'm pretty much there. Carrie Robina. My favorite place to hang out is on Instagram and Instagram stories and direct messages. I love that. I love that. So the last question I always love to ask people is um, to give yourself one piece of advice. So I want to take you back to um, graduating from college, getting ready to step into this entrepreneur world. If you could go back to that day and talk to young, uh, wide-eyed Carrie, what's the one piece of advice that you would give her? Wow, that is a really, that can be a really deep question. Um, That's why I like to throw it out there and see where it lands. (laughs) (laughs) Yes, so the one piece of advice that I would give myself is to move forward unapologetically, Mm, to not apologize for the gifts that God's given me, the abilities that I've given, he's given me, uh, live unapologetically for maybe the way that I grew up and not coming from a home that didn't have a ton of income or money and just going forward and not feel like I'm always having to apologize where I'm coming from, apologizing for being a woman, for being courageous or having this voice or having this skill or not having this skill. So that, that, that would be my advice. <laughs> I love it. Carrie, thank you so much for being so generous with your time today and all you do 
to serve uh, the community. I, I really enjoyed our time. Thanks, me as well. And God bless you, Tony, and your church and your podcast listeners and all that he has your hand in. And I thank you for the opportunity. It was really an honor. Amen. Wasn't that an amazing uh, call with Carrie? I think she's got such a an important voice. I think she got a voice for women and for men, a prophetic voice, something that I think that we all need to hear in these kind of times. So, uh, you know, I don't know what your next step is, but I want to encourage you to um, hang out with Carrie online. Make sure you follow her on Instagram and everywhere she is. Uh, if you're interested and want to take in her courses, I- I'd strongly recommend it. She's got a valuable voice in this process, a whole lot of wisdom. So again, thank you for being there today. And if you're ready to be a part of our community, don't forget, text the word reclaim to 66866. And I look forward to hooking up with you guys real soon.